sifter.com.au. Hi, I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And I'm Omi Kors. Welcome to Walkthrough Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, we wrap up our favourite AAA titles from Summer Games Fest, indies from Day of the Devs and Guerrilla Collective, and new hardware for VR and AR gamers. Here is the news for Sunday 11th of June. Let's go. Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash Discord. Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley's E3 Killer was held on Friday, and with it was a stack of new games and release dates. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is out in early 2024 for PS5, looking much more like the original game with playable Red 13 Chocobo riding and gameplay that takes us up at least Nibelheim. There was also an update on the mobile remakes of the original FF7 and Crisis Core Ever Crisis, which features both of these games and new storylines for mobile players. Speaking of PlayStation, the long-rumoured October release date for Spider-Man 2 has been confirmed as 20th of October, which lets you switch between Miles and Peter as you swing around around New York. It's been 10 years since we had a new Prince of Persia game, and next year, Prince of Persia The Lost Crown arrives, returning to the series' roots with side-scrolling adventure that continues the original 1989 storyline. Sonic races along with up to four friends in classic-inspired Sonic Superstars, featuring playable Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, and Amy, with a 3D art style that looks a bit like Sonic Generations, and it'll be out later this year. Alan Wake 2 is out on the 17th of October and has two playable characters this time with 50% of the spooks shared between them. Trekkies and strategy fans, Star Trek Infinite is a new game published by Paradox, with more news coming next week on the 16th. In the grim future of the 41st millennium, there is only war. But hey, this time you get to bring a pal, as a third-person action game Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2 announces co-op on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And finally, keep an eye out for Lisfanger. The Time Shift Warrior, which looks a bit like Hades, but you can split yourself in parts and put enemies where you want them, before rewinding and exploiting that weakness when it comes to PC later this year. What are you keen to check out? If you're listening on YouTube to this episode, drop a comment. Indies got their own time in the sun with Day of the Devs and Guerrilla Collective showcases, and it was packed too. Mars First Logistics scratches that Zelda building itch in a big way where you construct Lego-like vehicles to complete tasks on the Red Planet. This game looks so cool with a cel-shaded art style and it's made right here in Australia. You can pick it up in early access on the 22nd of June and head back into our Lightmap archives for an interview with developer Ian McClarty. Sheep herding puzzler Summerhill is the new game from Alto's adventure developers, Land and Sea Games, as your working dog moves sheep through different gorgeous environments. Speaking of puzzlers, Viewfinder is a game where you snap pictures and then step into them to traverse a weird, dreamy world. This one is hard to explain, so do yourself a favour and check out the trailer before it launches on the 18th of July. Beastie Ball, from the makers of Chicory, A Colourful Tale, is like if Pokemon met volleyball and your critters compete to be the best in sports. It's got a cute bunch of characters to collect and will be out next year. Hyperlight Breaker will be out in early access this year and we got to see how this 3D roguelike gameplay worked in single player and co-op in what developer Heart Machine is calling Endless Open Worlds. 
I Was a Teenage Exocolonist is out on the 25th of August, the sci-fi narrative game with a bit of life sim, a bit of card game mechanics, and what promises to be a really interesting story. Signalis will have its full release. The moody classic Resident Evil-inspired horror game is coming to Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC on the 27th of October. And if you ever wondered what if astronauts didn't work together to progress humanity's goals of science and harmony, but instead had guns and fought in space, well, Boundary is here to boldly go when it arrives in beta in a couple of months. Apple's long-rumoured headset is coming next year, the super incredible holy moly that costs a lot of money Apple Vision Pro. Apple has slowly put their toes in the water when it comes to games and is promising 100 Apple Arcade games playable at launch, including games like NBA 2K23 on the headset. The price, well, is $3,499 US dollars, which is probably close to $5,000 Australian dollars, which means start saving now for the release next year you might want to take the MetaQuest 3 path instead if you like your games on your face. This new headset has much more emphasis on gaming and will start at around $500, US which was also announced this week. Assassin's Creed post-apocalyptic Arizona Sunshine, Stranger Things VR, and NFL Pro are just a few of the titles coming to Meta's replacement to the extremely popular standalone headset, the Quest 2. Ring of Pain developer Twice Different has announced their next game, a creepy strategy adventure game called Winnie's Hole, based on the now public domain Winnie the Pooh, who is infected by an evil virus. Here is Simon Boxer from Twice Different to explain. You play as a virus inside the body of Winnie the Pooh, and it's kind of like a building exploration game where you are um, navigating your virus through and spreading it and evolving it and capturing cells to grow mutations and uh, equip your you know, soft, pudgy Winnie the Pooh into a uh, more survival-ready beast, I would say. He is still a wholesome character in our game, but he's, like, naive and he's infected. So he's not kind of fully cognizant of what's happening to him. And the other animals are trying to cure him. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a nice kind of comedy dynamic between this virus, which is, you know, you manipulating him and him being kind of like the you know, joy-filled bear that he is. If you liked Ring of Pain, this looks like it'd be right up your alley, but it's not for the faint of heart as it tests the limits of public domain. Look forward to an interview with Simon on our podcast, Lightmap, in the coming months. Sad news this week, as it's expected a bunch of Australian devs might lose their jobs at Melbourne-based Fire Monkeys. Makers of the popular mobile games like Real Racing 3, Need for Speed No Limits, and The Sims Freeplay, which is the last game that studio will be concentrating on going forward, according to reports. Yes, in uh, 2019, the studio faced another round of firings when development for Real Racing 4 was seized. But it sounds like it'll be another tough time for the devs there when they lose the other titles they're developing. It's a real shame when people lose their jobs, and we've got our fingers crossed they pick up new work soon. Microsoft is in hot water with the US Federal Trade Commission after illegally collecting personal information from children on Xbox which violates the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Microsoft has admitted that this issue was in fact a technical glitch and was fixed in late 2021, and any data that was collected was deleted. But according to the FTC complaint, from 2015 to 2020, some children's data was still retained for years. Yikes. Microsoft has agreed to pay the FTC a $20 million fine, and in a statement on the Xbox website, the CVP of Xbox Play Services, Dave McCarthy, said in reference to the technical glitch, 
The data was never used, shared, or monetized. Diablo 4 fans rejoice, as more content is already in the works, with Blizzard claiming it was one of their fastest-selling titles ever. There are two expansions already in development, which is on top of seasonal content, which launches around mid to late July. Adam loved the story and gameplay changes in Diablo 4 and has been smashing this one pretty hard. So check out our review on sifter.com.au to learn more if you're keen to dive into Sanctuary. And in news I wish was here, the European Union countries will get a price history for games on Steam, showing the cheapest it's been in the last 30 days so you know if you're getting a good deal. It came into place on the 28th of May and is aimed at tackling unethical sellers who jack up the price before discounting during the many sales, something that's already illegal here in Australia. That's it for the big headlines. Here's what's coming out this week. Dubium is a 3D Among Us like for five players where you use social deduction to work out who is the trader all the while trying to complete sci-fi tasks. How can anyone be expected to complete tasks when there is a trader on the loose? That's out on PC on the 14th of June. Keeping it spooky, Layers of Fear is a psychological horror game from those Polish legends at Bloober Team and the third game in the series. Pick it up if you're into changing your DAX often on PC, PlayStation and Xbox on the 15th. Fall of Porcupine is a 2D platforming game set around the challenges of working in the healthcare system with cute animal protagonists. It definitely looks like a game for Night in the Woods fans. That's also out on the 15th on everything. On the brighter side, Park Beyond is a fun theme park management game harkening back to the cheerful days of Thrillville, coming to you on PC, PlayStation and Xbox on the 15th. And strap in for more Formula One racing with the next entry in the long-running series, F123. Join your favourite drivers and teams in another season of close finishes, speeding into your home on PC, PlayStation and Xbox on the 16th. Articles to read, videos to watch, and podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Fiona Bartholomeus. And my name is Omi Koulis. Thank you so much for listening. We know you love our podcast, so why not become a monthly backer on Ko-Fi? Your support lets us keep making our shows, so why not show the love and sign up to be a monthly backer? It's easy. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash support where support starts from just $1 a month. That address again is sifter.com.au forward slash support. Sifter is produced by Kyle Poletto, myself, Adam Christou, Daniel Ang, and Fiona Bartholomeus. Mitch Lowe is our senior producer who edited this episode, and Gianni D. Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune, and thanks to both Audio Technica Australia and Omni Studio for their support of Sifter's podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with more news next Sunday. Hi, Chris Button here from Drop Rate, Sifter's video game review podcast. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is finally here. Continuing the ambitious reimagining of a beloved classic. It's very, very funny. I guess like that's that's part of the silliness, you know, like you have this these really big world ending stakes, you know, Sephiroth is a really terrifying villain, you know, the world's ending. And I think to have a game that is still fun and pleasant to play, I think maybe the tone is kind of 
It's important to strike both tones because you need that levity so that it's not constantly depressing, you know? And I think so having the characters have that humor and like having the mini games and having it be a little bit lighter hearted, I think does give you that hope. Does it uphold the legacy of the famous original or burn Midgar to ashes to forge its own path? Find out on Drop Rate, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.